This is Optimal Living Daily Relationships, Episode 122, A Guide for All of Us, Getting Good at Storytelling and Other Superhuman Social Skills, Part 2, by Leo Babauta of ZenHabits.net. Happy Tuesday, everyone, and welcome to the Relationships Edition of Optimal Living Daily. This is the show where I narrate from some of the best relationship blogs in the world every weekday free of charge. If you're looking for advice on dating or parenting, or just want to hear an inspirational post about ways to build self-confidence, this is the show for you. Also, for those of you who may be new here, our show features episodes that are all about 10 minutes or less. And for many of our listeners, the content is life-changing. So please don't hesitate to share our show with your friends, colleagues, or anyone else you can think of. Just send them a link right to oldpodcast.com slash listen, or simply show them how to subscribe right on their phone. Today, I have part two of a two-part post by Leo Babauta, all about improving social skills. So make sure and check out yesterday's episode first to hear part one, if you haven't already. That's episode 121. And without further ado, Let's hear the second part of Leo's post about bettering your social skills and continue optimizing your life. A Guide for All of Us Getting Good at Storytelling and Other Superhuman Social Skills Part 2 by Leo Babauta of ZenHabits.net Leo, if you sucked at telling stories, how would you train to get good at it? Is there a way you could practice with friends or strangers? How can you get good feedback and improve quickly? Tynan, just like anything, it's all about getting in the repetitions. The first key is to realize that a story doesn't have to be an epic tale that could eventually become a movie. It just has to be something that happened to you. Think about stand-up comedians. They tell humorous stories all the time. But the content itself isn't all that amazing. The value is in the delivery. So tell your friends and family things that happened to you, anything that was funny or interesting or unexpected. And if you can't think of anything like that, just tell people boring things that happened to you and try to make them interesting. I used to tell people about grocery shopping just to practice telling stories. You're already getting good feedback on your stories, but you're probably ignoring it. Social etiquette means that all negative feedback is delivered in shades of gray. No one will tell you that your story sucks, but they will gently try to change the topic, butt in, or show signs of disinterest like breaking eye contact or shifting body language. Leo, you talked about making a list of your favorite stories from A to Z. What if you don't think you have any good stories? Is this a sign that you need to live life differently? Tynan. I think it would be hard to live 20 or more years and not have at least 26 interesting experiences that could be turned into stories. Almost impossible, really. If you don't think that you have interesting stories, you probably just don't understand what makes an interesting story. It's 20% content, 80% delivery. On the other hand, once you're nailing the delivery every time, the biggest room for improvement comes from the content. I've found the content for my best stories come from travel and or going outside of my comfort zone, which are two things anyone can do. Leo, how can you tell if your story isn't doing well? 
It seems like a lot of people tell boring stories, thinking that the other person is completely interested, unaware that they're droning on. And if you do notice, what can you do? Also, how do you balance telling a good story with listening and not talking too much? Tynan, if your story is really good, people will be looking you directly in the eyes, showing emotion and asking questions or saying things like, no way. If you don't see those signs, you should assume that the other person isn't interested. That might not be true, but it's far better to err on the side of assuming disinterest. There's an easy test you can employ if you think someone may possibly not be interested. Just stop the story. Look for any sort of distraction and take it. Or just say, anyway, it's a long story. If they want the story to end, you've just given them what they want. If they want to hear the rest of the story, they will ask you to continue 100% of the time. This technique works every single time and makes you a very pleasant person to talk to. Your story should be short and modular. No epic tales with a million tangents and side stories, just short concentrated stories. Tell one, give the other person an opportunity to tell one of their own, change the topic or ask a question, and if they don't take it, continue on to another one. As a general rule, you want to be as flexible as possible, but to allow the other person to be inflexible. So, if they want to talk 100% of the time or 0% of the time, you oblige them and make it as comfortable as possible. Leo, let's say you walk into a party or a bar. How do you get to the point where you can start telling one of your stories to strangers? I always feel awkward when I enter a place and don't know how to approach a group or a stranger and just start talking. Tynan. A good combination is a question coupled with a related story. For example, let's say you're at your friend Bob's party. You could ask people how they know Bob, which is an easy icebreaker for anyone, and then follow it up with a great story about how the two of you met. If they go into their own great story after the question, you don't necessarily have to tell yours. But if they give a really terse response like, oh, we met at work, you're armed with a good story that's ready to go. Almost everyone feels awkward in these situations, but most are always hoping to have good conversations and meet people. By practicing social skills and preparing for situations like this, you'll actually be one of the least nervous ones. Leo, how do you go from telling stories to making a real connection and making a friend? Tynan, to have a friendship, you need shared experiences and mutual understanding. Stories are one-third of that equation. They help your new friend understand you. To understand them, you need to be a good listener. Even if they're telling a really bad story, think of it as an opportunity to get to know them, faults and all. Tell stories that encapsulate a wide range of your experience as a human and encourage the other person to do the same. That's how you fill the blank canvas in your mind with data points to try to understand them. Stories alone can't create a friendship, but they're the major tool we use to get to know each other. And that's a major component of friendship. Once you get to know each other, spend time together and create your own stories together. Those shared experiences bind people together and create the fodder for stories that you can tell to other people down the road.
You just listened to part two of the post titled, A Guide for All of Us, Getting Good at Storytelling and Other Superhuman Social Skills by Leo Babauta of zenhabits.net. Thank you to Leo for letting us share this valuable post. And please feel free to share the show with your friends and family. Every Monday through Friday, I narrate from some of the best blogs in the world regarding dating, marriage, family, parenting, and pretty much anything else relationship-based. Our listeners frequently reach out about how our short posts offer super valuable and life-changing insight. And maybe that'll be the case for your friends and family. Just send them a link right to oldpodcast.com slash listen, or simply show them how to subscribe right on their phone. And that's it for today. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope to see you again tomorrow with a post by Evan Mark Katz, where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more, from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.